Welcome to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I am your host, Jamie Spicer, and I am here with Jennifer Spicer. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're excited for another episode. And today we're going to be discussing how you can be influencing yourself and others to be healthy. Yeah. So staying healthy with fitness and nutrition is so impactful for yourself because it has a ripple effect in everything in your life, but it also has a ripple effect for those around you. And whether or not you realize it or even like the word influencer, we're all influencing someone in some way, whether it be ourselves with limiting beliefs or fear or other people that we care about that may be looking up to us or just around us. Yeah. And if you were a mom or dad or anything like that, one, it's your responsibility, I feel, to be taking the best care of yourself. Because like we've talked about before, if you're not taking care of yourself first, then you can't be taking care of everybody else or your career even to its fully fullest potential. And also it's your responsibility to set a healthy example for your kids. And hopefully, as we were talking about, you can influence your significant other to be a little bit healthier too, to prolong each other's life, to avoid future health risk, to reduce down healthcare costs, to reduce down life insurance policies, or to even be qualified for insurance policies. I don't think that's something people think a lot about when they talk about their health and fitness journey is if you go to apply for a life insurance policy and you're trying to go for a half a million or a million, they're much more stringent on their regulations as far as who they accept. If you're trying to get one of those bigger policies, but you only qualify for a 250 or 150, then you're... I'm sure you're going to feel disappointment in doing that. That's just an area I wanted to throw out real quick because, again, I don't think that's an area that's really ever really talked about as much as it should be. And the thing is, coming from someone, I grew up with two parents that really took fitness and nutrition pretty seriously. But I, I did not. I ventured mm-hmm. out. And what's interesting is, Jamie, what I was trying to say is I fell off. And when I started living on my own and getting away from that, I didn't really have the influence around me until I met my husband. And he was really able to help me figure out, okay, like, how do I get the habits that are going to allow me to be sustainable? Because a lot of times what we do is we overestimate what we can do. We make the goal so lofty. And so I want to get into a little bit about how the rituals and ways to set up habits can really help further your success and keep you on the path. Because what we do is we feel like, oh, okay, I started and I stopped. I've tried everything or I, this doesn't work for me. And to your point in where I'm trying to lead this in and tie it together is we don't really realize what we're doing long-term. It's a marathon, not a race. And a lot of times we don't, we have more regret. They say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, because if you start now, you're going to hopefully be off or not have to be on medications at all, not deal with osteoporosis, not deal with heart disease, not deal with dementia. Exercise and nutrition does everything that you need for the body to help keep it young, vital, and healthy. But not only that, it builds momentum. And when you have energy, and energy, what is that term? Something in motion stays in motion. It's the law of God. I can't even think right now. Once you start gaining momentum, it bleeds into everything. Like you said, you can't fill from an empty cup or even the airplane analogy. You have to put your mask on before you put somebody else's on. So if you're a parent and we don't have children... But if you're a parent and you're like, come on, guys, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to do this. I promise you that once you start and you start doing these little things, you actually gain more energy with the more energy output that you put out. And like what you had said, I think too many people are sprinting. 
Yeah. They sprint and because they're trying to get off the holiday weight or they're sprinting because they're trying to get in shape for summer, they're sprinting. Because to, the pain point's too painful. Right. Because they're trying to get in shape for a wedding, for a, a, vacation. a vacation. They're sprinting, but they're not learning how to, again, like you said, run the marathon. How do you not only achieve the goal, but how do you maintain the goal that you've mm-hmm. achieved? And that, that's where the struggle really becomes in because honestly... We all know that we're supposed to be eating and we all know we're supposed to be drinking. And we know the difference between bad food and good food. We know the difference between the fact we should be drinking water, not soda. But really, honestly, it's the shift in the mind. It's the awakening to realize that the choices you're making today, you're not going to see. Yes, you'll feel them tomorrow, but you're not going to see the health the health consequences of that until 5, 10, 15 years later. So Again, one of the things like we've talked about before is a lot of people watch that scale every single day. They're watching in the morning and even some people watch it in the evening. And my question to you is, do you watch your checking account that often? And some of you might because you're living paycheck to paycheck. But then my other point would be is then are you watching your savings as close as you are the scale? Because like we've talked about, the scale is liar. And also to use the financial analogy, you don't all of a sudden just save $100,000. You can't all of a sudden just lose 10 pounds overnight. And if you are going too hard, you know, what you said, you might feel it tomorrow. Yeah, you might feel it in the wrong way, which then is going to prolong your progress or even worse, deter you from doing it again. So you need to get with a professional. You need to make sure that you do this in a very cohesively functional, multifaceted way. It can't just be working out. It can't just be the diet. Now, the diet is going to be first and foremost and the most important thing that you can do. You can't out-train a bad diet. And that goes two ways. We talk about you can't out-train a, a, a poor diet, right? Which mm-hmm. most people know that. Meaning you, you can't eat like a trash pan and then expect you're going to see the results you want. But also, just like we did on a wellness webinar, we talked about how you could actually out-train your diet. Well, like exactly. You're not eating enough. Yes. And, and so the third thing I was going to say besides fitness and nutrition need to be synergistic You also need to get diagnostic testing. I'm here to tell you if you're a female, chances are you have some sort of hormone dysfunction at this time. And now, honestly, after looking at so many labs, if you're a young male, you might be as well. We're exposed to so many things. And without getting the right diagnostic testing, say if you have a thyroid condition and your thyroid is low or suboptimal, that is your metabolism. And then say you're just going to go as hard as you can in the gym. The thing is you're going to do your thyroid even more of a disservice and then you're going to chase your tail and then you're going to think that you failed. And I think it's a great point to bring up. And I think the viewer listeners, especially the female listeners, because they won't apply to the males, but birth control. How yeah. long were they on birth control? I th- what was it if you were on birth control for over for seven years straight over um, for seven years straight, it will have a significant impact on your testosterone level. It will. But now you're looking at birth controls being in the birth control is now in the water that we drink. There is so much hypogonadism in young men and there's so many estrogens, things that create more estrogen that we're exposed to. Not only that, we're going to have our next podcast is going to be about adrenals and adrenal health and what that does to the brain. And with COVID and all these things, we've had so many things coming at us. So it's really, really important that you equip your body with the right micronutrients, you get the right diagnostic testing, and you have the right professionals in your corner. You have to have that just as much as you have your mindset, because you really want to make sure you equip yourself with success, because the worst thing that you can do for yourself is not have the right tools And then you try to do something and then you just feed that limiting belief or that fear or the failure 
that conversation that you have. Correct. All right. So first, with anything, you have to start with yourself, right? Yeah, you always have to start with yourself, you know, because this is a tricky situation, I think, because I've worked with a lot of people over the years and one spouse will come in and the other one won't. And especially in the, in the competition world is it, it leads to one putting the one foot forward and then there's a little resentment going on. But yes, you have to start with yourself first and foremost and get your house in order and, and working on those things. And if he sparked a little bit of fear in you, please wait till the end of the episode because we have tools to help you with those types of things. Correct. But first we want to go into how do you get yourself to make the shift? People will always start with, I need to be my motivation. What's my motivation? And, and again, we've said before, you can be motivated to eat a dozen donuts and we know that's not going to get you towards where you want to be at. So you really need to start with what is your why? And if your why doesn't make you cry, then your why isn't strong enough. It has to be a strong enough why to override any habit, any triggers or anything that you've built up to. So think about this. Every time you get emotional, what do you go and run to, right? Every time that you, that when a female starts her cycle, what does she go running to? There are some physiological things that we can help you with that one. There there is. (laughs) And we have something in the works for that. But that, that why has to override. And as we talk about is your why would you not go spend money on something that you don't need would be is if I spend this money, I won't be able to make my car payment. That's a powerful, that's a painful why. We want to look into the whys like that. Yeah, because as Tony Robbins talks about and something that we firmly believe, you're not going to change and make a complete life change until the pain point is hard enough. And when you think about it, like when you've ever had that breakup or where you've ever decided you can't stand that job anymore, you've been taking that pain for a while and then something has to push you over the threshold. So when you want to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your health and wellness, you've got to visualize that pain point and you got to make sure that you get it in your nervous system so that you can get ahead of it before it starts. So it's going to start with your story. It's going to start with your limiting beliefs. It's going to start with your why. And that why, like Jamie said, has to be powerful. And then you work at the strategy. You got to look at the story and then you got to work at the strategy. Correct. And I can tell you from experience, the story cannot be that I want to look and feel better. No. It it just, that's like asking if you want to make more money. Of course you do. We all want to look better. We all want to feel better. And you know that you want to look better and feel better, but yet you still do things that you know that won't contribute to you looking and feeling better, but yet keeps you in the same spot, which then continues the same story in your head as you go along. So I think that's where having a set of rituals every day to start your day, because when you do that, and what I mean by rituals is journaling, getting really in touch with the emotions that you're feeling. If you're feeling emotions and you don't even know why, and you don't have the ability to be self-aware enough to really process them, that's when you're going to go run for comfort food. When you don't have a way to combat anxiety or anger, because it's going to come up, that's a healthier habit, like going for a walk or doing breath work. If you keep that all stored up, that's going to be a disservice to you. So what are your rituals that you find yourself doing every day? Are you mindlessly eating Are you talking to yourself in ways that you need to change? That's going to be something that you're going to have to figure out and dive deep on. But I encourage you to find a set of rituals that set you up and put you in momentum for success. And don't forget, if you're mindlessly eating, it might be the fact that you're dehydrated. So Mm -hmm. always think about that. When's the last time you had some water? (laughs) And since we are a couple, like we do that to each other. (laughs) It leaves a little salty look sometimes. (laughs) But it's also the competition too, by the end of the day. We're always like, how much water did you drink? (laughs) 
And don't forget when you don't have enough water, your brain cells shrink and you really can't think. So a lot of times, like Jamie said, hydration is key. If you're hydrated, you're not going to be snacking. And then it's picking the right foods. And that's where professional is going to come in handy. But when you're starting to create a new habit, and we're now in the beginning of February is the time that we're recording this and it should be going out. But how many of you have fallen off? And is it because you didn't set yourself up for success with that resolution? So ways to create a new habit, just five simple ways is the first would be to tie in the habit with something that you've that you're already doing. So right. for example, if you're not very good at taking supplements, but you brush your teeth every day and obviously hopefully you brush your teeth every day or you, so. or you do something in the kitchen every day, have your supplements already ready prepackaged and have them right there. So you see them and you see the reminder. And then that way you're already like, you can check that off. And when you start to have those little wins, you make yourself proud. Correct. And you, that could go for your PM too, because brush your teeth in AM, brush your teeth in the PM. Right. So keep your AM supplements there and your PM supplements there. You can get one of those cool little packs that says AM PM where they got a sunrise and a sunset on it. We have them. Yeah. And so. also just laying them out and having them prepared, the visual aid. But this is going to lead me to something else like that is a two for one for me. I find that listening, like it's not just what you consume in your mouth. It's what you consume in your brain. And so finding things to listen to that are going to help propel you that are in alignment with where you're trying to go. You could do that ladies while you're getting ready or men while you're getting ready, while you're driving in the car, think about what you're trying, what you're consuming, because that's going to be pivotal for your mental shift. Right. And if you're into scrolling and watching social media, Scroll and watch some workout videos on YouTube and then get some new workout ideas. Yeah, get rid of the politics scrolling and get into the workout scrolling. <laughs> scrolling. The second thing would be to start small and get mo- momentum. We've already talked about that. We tend to overestimate what we think we can do as far as workouts. Like we're ready, we're going to go, we're going to hit the gym every day, twice a day. Figure out what's actually going to work in your lifestyle and then you can start to add time as you go. And we've talked about this before. Make sure you're budgeting your month and your week for your, put your personal time in there first and foremost, then work everything else around it. Because again, repeating, if you're not taking care of yourself first mentally and physically, you're not going to show up for work and everybody else to your best capability. Yeah. And also back to the first one, tying in something that you're doing, guys, we're in a the era of technology. You can get yourself a desk that elevates. You can walk. You can ride your bike. I've seen crazy stuff that you can do while you're doing it. So get up. They say sitting is going to be like sitting is the worst thing for us. We were not meant to be sitting. So get up and walk around. You not know, the way we do. No. It will put a reminder on your phone to get up and go do something. Go outside. It's really helpful and beneficial for your well, body. I can personally speak from that because I spent so many years on the gym floor eight hours a day walking around getting 12, 13,000 steps in a day on the just training clients. And now that I'm more in running the company and working behind a desk and a computer, like I make myself get up every 30 to 45 minutes and walk around for five or 10 minutes because I was having such excruciating back and hip pain because of it. Yeah, that and like just getting outside, getting out of the blue light helps with dopamine. It also helps like getting the sunlight helps with melatonin stimulating hormone. There's so many things that our body needs that we're no longer getting just because of how we live nowadays. So it really helps. You're almost biohacking your system. And the third thing is to add a little bit more at a time. We just touched on that one. So if you're doing start with 20 minutes, then add 25, like five more minutes. And I'm also going to jump ahead. If you can go for a walk at night with your family and include them, that's going to be one way to help influence them and also give you some time together and allow you to get your exercise in. Correct. 
The fourth one is to make it easy. So eliminate any barriers to the decision. If you're somebody that has to get up and do your workout early in the morning, get your stuff ready the night before. Put your shoes right next to your bed. If there is something that you're going to allow yourself to get in the way, then you're going to just fall off. It's just going to happen. And here's my thing for some people. I don't, I can't get up that early, this and that. I promise you, if someone came to you and said, I will pay you a million dollars a year and you're, you have to get up at X, Y, Z, you would be getting up and learning how to adjust at that time. So again, this comes back to the first circle, the first one. What is your why? And that's just the thing. So there's so many things. If somebody's thinking, I have children and I can't do it. Okay. Depending on the age, take your child with you if you can. And, and that doesn't mean that you have to go to a fancy gym. It means get something, carry them. They could be your the, the thing that you rock with. They can be anything. Right. You don't need an hour for lunch. Most of us eat our food way too effing fast. So mm-hmm. you can do a workout on your lunch break and then eat or something like that. There are ways, if you really think about it, just figure out what's going to work best in your schedule and then make it happen. Yeah. Invest $200 in some light dumbbells and stuff on Amazon and you can do them right in your basement of your house if needed. Yeah. And you can, like I said, if you have a professional help build a workout program, it doesn't take that long. Again, if your goal is just to be in shape and you're not trying to get into bodybuilding or powerlifting or anything like that, then again, you don't have to have gym equipment. Now, is it ideal? Absolutely. You're definitely going to see progress faster and you're going to build lean muscle quicker with more machines and stuff like that. But there's a, it's a lot, it's a lot better just to do those type of workouts at home with light dumbbells than not doing anything. And I don't want to make this go off on a tangent, but we watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary. I'm sorry, guys. If Arnold Schwarzenegger could get in the shape that he got in without the fancy stuff that we now have and right. all the crazy stuff that we're doing, you can do it. There's push-ups. There's sit-ups. There's yeah. you, weight-bearing is your own military. weight, too. The like, military uses calisthenics all the time. And if you are, say, if you are dreaming of being a bodybuilder and you've never worked out, you have to start somewhere. So start small, and then you'll gain momentum, and then you can prove it to yourself. Right. And then the last thing is to make this habit, no matter what habit it is, make it daily. If you, yes, maybe take Sunday off, but maybe do some stretching or meditating. Allow the point is to fill your cup back up, no matter how that is. And I am a big advocate for doing some sort of stretching once a week, especially if you're going to be doing stuff that's causing hypertrophy. But if you do it, if you say, I'm only going to do it twice a week, and it doesn't need to be the same thing every day, but Make sure you're making time for your health and wellness every single day. Otherwise, you will fall off. Yeah, I'm going to circle back because I forgot to bring this up when you were talking at the towards the beginning about making lofty goals or expecting results too quickly. You didn't get out of shape or in the shape that you are in a matter of 90 days or six months. So don't expect yourself because it's actually going to be probably a double for you to get in better shape than that. But two... Again, we're going to use a financial as an analogy is they always say save somewhere between 5, 10, 15, 20% of each paycheck to put towards your retirement fund. Look at that, flip that back in your nutrition. Imagine if you have 90% of the time, so 10% of the time you're eating off plan or eating a little off plan to enjoy the foods that you want or 15% of the time or 20% of the time, what kind of impact that would have. And again, now it's just reverse of the financial. If you're only off plan 5% of the time, you're going to get the point A to point B quicker, 10% on and on and on. Yeah. I think be really realistic of, okay, like this is the output I'm putting out and this is the reward that I'm going to get. If you're not really a hundred percent in, it's going to take you longer and that's okay as long as you're doing something. But I have this all the time with my aesthetic patients. They've unfortunately been like worshiping the sun and they're in their 
late forties, mid fifties, and they want to look 20 and they haven't done anything. And I'm like, okay, you didn't age overnight. So I wish I could, I really do, but we have to take it slow and steady. And honestly, it's not healthy to have extreme weight loss. And we'll get into the GLPs or Ozempic and Munjaro and all that in a later episode, but you don't want to have extreme weight loss. We're not the biggest advocates for some of the gastric bypass surgeries. Those have ways that you can do them healthy. Like I should say, make sure you're supplementing yourself with nutrition, but you can't cheat the system. No. So anyway, all right. Want to change gears? Let's change. So when you're wanting to make an impact on others, what do you think, Jamie, is the first thing that you should do? I, again, this is where it gets into, if you're going to, now that you're excited, you got your goals, you're got your plan of attack, whether it's worth working someone, whether it's you've researched and done it, you know, don't, ex, don't expect them to be on the same page with you. Don't go to them and go and start pointing out what they're doing and they need to do better just because you're on your path. Well, yeah. Just make suggestions, go back and just say, Hey, I'm feeling a lot better now that I started adding my supplements in the AM and PM with brushing my teeth because I'm getting my vitamins every day. I'm starting to feel better. Yeah. So, yes, I think the best way to do that would be to lead by example without shoving it in their face. So Mm -hmm. when you want to really influence someone, it's not coming at them like a dictator, whether that be in anything with your children, if you're a boss, with your staff members, with your spouse, you don't want to come at them and rub it in their face because chances are you're triggering a fear And they might not even know where the fear is coming from, because if they haven't made the change with you, you may be a little bit more evolved in understanding your emotions and working through that yourself. So just have open communication and lead by example, and hopefully they will start to follow suit. Right. And with that open communication and have that conversation with that person saying, hey, I really want to go on this health journey and I would really like for you to go on it with me. The reason why I'm doing it is for X, Y, Z. Yeah. And don't be like, don't make it a demand, make it a request. Would you like to walk with me? Would you like to cook with me? Would you like me to try some recipes that you might want to eat? Can you support me? Can you support me when I'm being weak? Hey, if I'm being weak and you know that I have this goal, can you support me and reminding me what my goals are type of stuff? And just go ahead. No, that's it. And just from a male female perspective and something that I just figured out and probably needed to figure out years ago. Men like to solve problems. So ladies, if you make it like you need their help, they might feel like they can do something because sometimes when a man doesn't know how to solve a problem and they want to solve a problem, it can can provoke an issue with inside of them. And then women, so men, women like praise. I would make sure that if you're changing your body, and I hate to say it, men change much faster than women and it's super annoying and frustrating, but they do. That's just the nature of testosterone or having testosterone dominance. And more muscle mass. So men be cognizant that your woman may not get there as fast as you. So praise her, tell her she's sexy, talk to her, do these things. If you guys think about what the other one might be going through and put yourselves in their shoes, you're going to have better success. And even with kids, think about how many kids don't want to all of a sudden eat healthy. So be a little bit intentional and and trick them a little bit. My mom used to hide cauliflower in my mashed potatoes and I had no idea. I loved them. There are things that you can do and it actually, it gets really fun and creative. And like you said, women won't progress as fast as a male because they don't have as much testosterone, which means they don't have as much lean muscle tissue or can't build it as fast. So 
support them with that when they are feeling down and they feel like the efforts that they're putting into it isn't mm-hmm. changing as fast as they want. Don't, obviously, don't say because you don't have a bunch of testosterone, don't expect, have expectations, but just remind <laughs> Or I wonder what's taking you so long. Right. Or remind them of... <laughs> Remind them of the little changes that they have pointed out and the little changes that you have seen. Yes. That's what I do with my clients. I always, at 30 days, reflect back to their first check-in. Whether it was 90 days, 6 months, 12 months, I always remind them, hey, remind, remember, this is where you started and this is where you're at. Because we always get hyper-focused on the week and we forget where we were at weeks ago or months ago or even years ago. We absolutely do. And with couples... Sometimes it can even provoke fear in the person that's doing the effort because everybody wants to be loved. And in relationships, what is the biggest fear is that it's going to fall apart. They're going to leave. They're not going to find me worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm not enough. It's all of those same things. We all have the same repeated language. So sometimes the fear even comes from the person that's changing out of fear that they're going to outgrow the other person. And so therefore... Just check yourself and make sure that you're not trying to control a situation. And then for the person that might not be on board yet, understand that they might be feeling fear that they're not feeling worthy as well. So really work on that together and really work through communication. And I think you said it perfectly. Yeah. And that's actually happened quite a few times with clients. And I've always reminded them to remind their partner of why they're trying to be healthier, Mm -hmm. that they are trying to improve their health. So therefore, they're not having to take care of them. So therefore, they're not having health and yep. health health issues down the road that is costing them a lot of money and medications and then, then putting stress on their financials. You're actually doing it, yes, for yourself, but you're also doing it for them and your relationship. And the biggest thing, like we've talked about in the beginning, when you start giving back to yourself, you're able to give more for other people. So that can be the other thing. I want to be, like you can even say, I want to be able to have the same relationship when we're older. I want to be able to give more to you. I want to be able to give more to my kids. I want to be able to do all of these things and have more balance um, for whatever that term is, because balance is what it is. But yes, just make sure that you're staying in your own lane and, and have compassion. And also, I think it's really good to seek support elsewhere. Sometimes if you have a coach, they can be the almost like the therapist in a way, not with crossing boundaries, but they can be the one that says, okay, you're changing, you're not changing because If you just do it together and you're measuring each other, that might be a little challenging. All right. So I think, honestly, I think we touched on everything. I think the biggest thing is just to make sure that you have your habits set up. You have your why. You have your rituals. You've talked to the people that you need to talk to about. And let me just tell you, if you have people that aren't in your inner circle judging you, you're going to get that because as soon as you start to trigger other people, try to brush that off because that is totally projection what matters most of the people that are in your inner circle? And, and again, Jen's mom and dad were really healthy growing up. My mom, I think, did the best she could. My dad was union plumber. He was always very active. But regardless, even if your health, your family, mom, your mom and dad were not healthy at all, ate poorly, anything. To me, I'm going to go back to it's be the generation that breaks the gap. Mm-hmm. Be the generation that makes the change. The generation that sets up your kids for success. So your kids don't have the struggles going through school and whatever else you might have struggled with eight weight issues and that it were came along with it. Again, take responsibility and be the change and watch them change with you. Yes. And have compassion for yourself. Remember that every person's physiology is different. 
So even if you are doing this with someone else, don't get discouraged if they're getting success faster than you. And if you notice that you're getting success faster than them, maybe encourage them that they might need to pivot. We all need different needs. We need different ways of training, different ways of different amounts of sleep. Women need more sleep than men. We need different hormone levels. Like even me as a female, I might need different levels of my hormones than others. So just understand that it's a marathon, not a race. Your body changes. Sometimes things need to change as well. What used to work may not work. It's okay. Just pivot. Don't stay stuck and pivot as you need to. Have compassion for yourself. Have compassion for the ones around you. And remember that couples, family members, and friends that train together stay together. And sometimes it's not... Sometimes you just need a new strategy is what I'm getting ready. It was going to say, it's not the effort that you're putting forth into it. Mm -hmm. Again, like I talked about, sometimes people are out training to diet. Some people are eating foods that they know that they don't realize are causing inflammation and bloating. Sometimes they don't realize that their gut health is the thing that's preventing them from moving the needle or their hormones are moving the needle. So if you need help with your strategy, reach out. We'd love to help you. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot can change. And even COVID can throw a whammy on some things with histamine. So right. definitely get support that you need and we're here to help. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I'm tapping out. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, let us know. Thank you so much. What do you